죠 Well, it's good to be in church tonight. This thing is loud. And uh, it's good to be back home after, I think it was a real good trip. The Lord has been good to every one of us. And uh, we are so thankful for his mercy and his kindness towards us. Um, we are gonna have a good weekend. Regardless of the attendance, I know we will have a good weekend. There are some uh, uh, needs that we need to pray about. Um, I want to remember Brother Gregory in our prayer. He's still in the hospital. And we want to pray that the Lord will strengthen him and work things out in his favor. Also, there are other individuals and saints that would need prayer. Um, we want to remember them in prayer. and our local assembly here we want to pray that the Lord would help every one of us I think I listened to the lesson on Wednesday night and I personally feel that it was not directed to leadership alone it's directed to every one of us and for us to be on uh, aware of what's happening and it's so easy to be uh, deceived by what's going on in religion Pharisee attitude uh, it's not only the Pharisee attitude and spirit of the Pharisees they kept the law and uh, that was commendable um, there are individuals Christians today that don't even keep the law which is quite a few steps lower than the Pharisees but let's pray for the Lord but open our eyes and our understanding uh, and uh, to to listen to these lessons we're getting today listen with our ear and listen with our hearts they are directed for us these are in our time I call it present truth when Peter says I will not be negligent I'm supposed to be praying right uh, Peter says I'm not supposed uh, I would not be negligent to uh, inform you of these things he said oh you know them that you be established in the present truth and these lessons are timely for us if we have we may not have a physical need in our bodies but we may have a spiritual battle that we need help with uh, there might be a habit that we've got that we battle so long with and we're not able to overcome certain areas in our lives and you might not be able to do it alone you need help the Lord is in every service and that is why we gather together and that's the best time seek ye the Lord while he may be found call upon him 
while he is near. There is deliverance here in our midst. We have seen it and we believe that God's presence is in our midst. Believe that the Holy Spirit is in our midst and that could be such a tremendous help to every one of us. We can receive healing and deliverance and help from God. So why don't you join with me right now and let's pray for the Lord. Give us a good service this weekend. A good deliverance service, not because Passover and, uh, and communion is over that we forget the Lord and forget Calvary. But Calvary means a lot to us every moment of our lives. And let's pray that the Lord would help us and grant us deliverance and strength to face every day that lies ahead of us. Why don't you stand and let's remember these requests before the Lord. Father, tonight we're thankful to you for this opportunity we have that we can gather together as your people to worship you lord and to give you thanks and praise and father to acknowledge you in everything it's not our own strength our own wisdom that will allow us to survive but it's your grace and your mercy your kindness towards us we are so weak without your strength we are so lost without your direction. Yes, Father. God, we are in darkness without your light. Oh, yes. Father, we are just foolishness without your wisdom. And tonight we pray for your help. Yes. Oh God, we have never, we'll never ever be tired coming to you and asking you for strength and help and forgiveness and cleansing. Yes. Lord, there are so many needs tonight that exist in our midst and around the world your children around the world father they are needs we bring them before you we may not be aware of a lot of them lord but you are in control of everything and you are aware of every situation tonight in a very special way we pray that you'll remember brother gregory as he's going through this uh, time of his life lord is a health issue and father nothing could happen without you directing and guiding and allowing it to happen today we pray for strength yes. pray but you'll increase his faith yes. and his trust and confidence in you oh lord let him realize that his life is in your hands and nothing can happen to him outside of your divine plan and your purpose and will we pray father that you'll give him encouragement tonight encourage his heart and strengthen him and Lord, remember the rest of your children around the world that are battling health issues and problems. Pray, Father, that you'll reach down your hand and touch and minister to them by your spirit. Oh, God, remember your saints, Brother Bob and, and his fiance, Lord, Phyllis. We pray, Father, that you'll minister to them in a very special way. Lord, you see the hunger and the thirst for you and the things that pertain to your holiness and your righteousness. Let your people, God, de de develop a hunger and thirst for spiritual things. Lord, tonight, remember Sister Aziman and her family. Oh, God, we know that it's not an easy situation that they're in. It's not an easy uh, thing to lose a loved ones. And, and Father, we pray that you'll please strengthen her heart and encourage her. Give her the faith to endure until the end. Be her strength. God, be her comforter. Lord, let her experience the comfort of the Holy Spirit in a great measure tonight, we pray. And Lord, all of your people, the ministers around the world, Lord, we pray that you will help them not to be uh, deceived or 
carried away with the things of this world or religious activities that are not according to your will and plan. Father, we pray that you'll give them the strength and the vision, touch their understanding that they'll be able to minister according to your will and your plan. Oh, Father, remember our local assembly here in Mississauga. Every child of God we bring before you. Those that are discouraged tonight, those who have drifted away. Oh, God, those who have been impacted in a negative way by COVID-19 and all the circumstances and situations. We pray tonight in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you'll strengthen their hearts and turn them again to you. Oh, Lord, we pray that you'll break the chains of bondage of the adversary that's holding them in captivity, Father. And you'll set them free in the name of Jesus. I pray that you'll minister to their minds. Let their minds not be defeated by the enemy, God, but strengthen their hearts and their faith and their confidence and trust in you, we pray. Lord, hedge them around. Hedge your people around. Protect them from the snares of the adversary. Oh, God, remember our children. Those in school that are exposed to so much evil out in the world. God, there's so much evil that exists in our time. And unless you protect us and unless you keep us, Father, we would fall victims. Easy prey to the adversary. But tonight we believe in your word. We believe in the scriptures. We believe in the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. We believe that his blood was shed for the remission of our sins. And we thank you for salvation. Thank you for the promises that you've made. Thank you, God, for the protection that we had enjoyed so long and so many times. We know that your angels encamp round about them that fear you, Father. And we pray, Lord, tonight for strength. Bless this congregation. Those faithful ones that are here tonight. Oh, God, we pray that you'll give them a special blessing. Lord, strengthen their faith and their hearts, we pray. God, we thank you for Brother Joe and the work that he's doing. Lord, seeing that this les these lessons are put together, it's not an easy task. But Lord, we pray that you'll touch his mind and his heart, that he'll be in total support to truth and understanding of the lessons that are going forward, Father, continue to give him the wisdom he needs, the strength he needs, the direction he needs to support this message in a great measure, we pray. Father, we give you thanks. Bless this service tonight. We pray for those in the band, those that are playing instruments, Lord, that you'll, Father, help them to be closer drawn to you. Oh, God, not only when we're in church, Father, but out of this building, out of sight, that there will be a connection and a relationship, strong relationship with you. Wherever we are, Father, every uh, Father staff member in this congregation, every local saint in this congregation, that there will be a strengthening of our relationship with you, Father, drawing closer to you, God. Spend more time seeking after you, that we'll be more prayerful, be more godly. Let holiness be priority in our lives, we pray, Father, in Jesus' most blessed and wonderful name. We thank you and we praise you, Father. Bless this weekend. Bless every child of God that's here. And, oh, God, tomorrow, those that will be listening over the air, minister to their needs, oh, Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we praise you tonight. In Jesus' name we ask it, Lord. Amen and amen.
in uh, in Westbury Saturday night. Um, it's uh, I've never seen a local church worship <laughs> so vibrantly and for so long, um, and I really appreciated that. It was a lively service, and I look around in the congregation, and um, there was not one person that had their head down, and there was no phones or little gadgets that they were playing with, but they were all together in uh, worshiping God and just saying there was a different language. I was in French; they were singing in French, but. Um, it uh, it was the spirit that they had and the enthusiasm mm -hmm. uh, to worship, which was really really commendable. And I, I enjoyed the night spent with Brother Antoine and that church. And then um, in Elmont, we had our communion service on Sunday, and it was a wonderful time, just a wonderful time. This is the time of the year that. Uh, that a lot of people, and as a matter of fact, most of the world would remember the birth of uh, the death of our Lord Jesus, uh, the sacrifice that He made. And when when Easter is done or Passover is done, sometimes they just forget uh, about Jesus, True. and uh, they forget about salvation. And uh, we uh, we are so blessed <clears throat> to be in a, a congregation that. Uh, educates us, but not only a head full of knowledge, it reaches down to the heart. And uh, I appreciate um, our service on Wednesday night. Really appreciate the lesson. Uh, it's always designed to, to uh, change us and cause us to change. We are living in an evil world today. Um, <clears throat> driving to New York and stopping at the stop sign, I mean the, the rest uh, uh, places. It's, uh, it's not the same like 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Um, when our North American countries are, are debating whether uh, to make a decision of your gender, with a kid's gender, who's male and who's female, and they're arguing about signs in the washroom. Uh, you don't know which stall to go, and it's all, it's all evil in the, the time we're living in. But God is helping us to survive because prophecies and these things must come to pass. It's sad to know that uh, so little of us are getting the benefit of all of these lessons. And I hope we are all getting the benefit of these lessons that God has given this assembly. God has been good to us and he's directing our pastor. And I fully well uh, agree with uh, Brother Terry and Brother Dan when they say we have a minister that's uh, hearing from God. When Paul said in, in, uh, in Corinthians, he says, for I have received of the Lord that which also I deliver unto you. Uh, it was not something that Paul received from the Pharisee church or from the, the Essenes or from the, uh, uh, the Nazarites or some of these uh, Sadducees. He received instructions directly from God. And that was the important thing altogether. And for us to understand that uh, that tradition 
<clears throat> can play a very negative role in the lives of God's people in our world today. Tradition has damned and will continue to damn a lot of people that think they're doing God uh, a, a favor or the, uh, doing their themselves a favor by going to, and attending churches or organizations that are uh, not functioning according to the plan and the will of God. Um, it's uh, it's one thing to attend church in an organization. You see, religion was man-made, uh, man-made religion, and created all kinds of confusion. And re religion would be the downfall of so many individuals. They wanted to be part of an organization, a religious organization, and and they wanted to follow the traditions of their fathers. Uh, that was the, that's exactly what we learned that the Pharisees did. It is hard for an Anglican uh, or, or a Catholic to turn over and become a Pentecostal. It's hard because they were born a Catholic and attended, and most times they attended a Catholic church or organization for some uh, material benefit, uh, of some gain. Uh, it's nothing to do with their commitment to God or uh, understanding of God. They wanted something uh, tangible in return to get. And uh, when Jesus made a statement in, uh, in uh, the 23rd chapter of Matthew, and I think we, uh, when I look at that uh, chapter, uh, Matthew chapter 23, it, it brings new light and understanding to me. Why did Jesus, about seven times or eight times, he says, warn to you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Uh, these were religious organizations, I mean, religious uh, individuals that uh, were part of their, strong part of their organization that kept the law. And it was beautiful on Wednesday, Wednesday night, we saw in the third chapter of Philippians, but Paul was a Pharisee, wasn't he? He was a very devout uh, man that lived the life of a Pharisee. And there is absolutely no way I can point the finger at the Pharisee and condemn them if I don't uh, keep the laws of Moses and the commandments of God myself. I can't point my finger and condemn them. When Jesus said, he said in, in the scriptures, he says, accept your righteousness, exceed, uh, means to go beyond the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees. Well, the scribes, the Pharisees, uh, were uh, were uh, uh, part of a religious organization, sect, that uh, that was very dedicated and committed to the synagogues. They were there in the synagogue. They taught the laws of Moses, and they, they, the scripture says uh, the Pharisees they they, they sat in the seat of Moses. Uh, they sat there in Moses' seat. It's not a big chair uh, that, that they were sitting in. Uh, it's just like our today, a judicial system, when they talk about the bench, the judge sits in the bench. It's like they see they occupy that position uh, that the Moses uh, would normally do and judge. Mo Moses was a judge in the nation of Israel. He judged the people. So the Pharisees were involved in judging people. But he says, uh, Jesus says, accept your righteousness, exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees. When Paul was writing in Philippians, he says, uh, he says, uh, circumcised the eight day. And you know it, you know all, everyone is familiar with that verse of scripture. Uh, he says, uh, uh, concerning the law, he says, blameless. Uh, there was not one of the, the uh, anyone can point their finger at Paul and condemn him for outwardly uh, uh, breaking the law uh, or the commandments of God. 
but uh, how can we, how can our righteousness exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees? Uh, well, he said, he says, uh, it has been said, thou shalt not kill. Uh, it has been said, the law said, the laws of Moses said, thou shalt not kill. But I say unto you, you see, Jesus did not come to do, uh, do away with the law. He says, that no, he came to live the law and to make it more honorable. He did not come to, uh, to uh, abolish the laws and the commandments of God. He came to make it harder for us. He says, but I say unto you that if you hate your brother in your heart, you're a murderer. So it's not an outward, uh, uh, just an outward appearance or uh, keeping the laws and the commandments of God. Uh, that will cause us to be saved but it's internally you see this is what's important for you and for me to know i can attend church and outwardly i wear a necktie and a suit and i can sing and clap my hand and uh, worship together with you but you don't see the condition of my heart and that is why jesus said in the in the matthew i think the 15th chapter of matthew and we touched that on wednesday night he says uh, he says this people draw it nigh unto me with their mouths and aren't we in, a, in an age right now that we see every religious christian organizations there's loud worship and there's music and some of the music in, in some of these religious organizations uh, you don't know the difference you close your eyes and you don't know the difference whether it's a pentecostal church or a rock concert that's going on you don't know the difference because they're all carried away with this uh, religious a uh, 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 habit that they have and uh, they're they're motivated by the flesh and you don't know whether it's a religious song that they're singing or an ungodly song or a non-christian song because the world has been deceived by the devil his job is to deceive christians uh, we are not here to become christians we are here to become uh, become children of god uh, if we are just hiding behind the name Christianity, then something is wrong. And God has to do a work, not only outwardly. See, when the, heart, when the work is done internally, the outside would be all right. When God takes a hold of the heart, he says, This people draw nigh unto me with their lips and honor me with their, their mouths, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me. You think it was an easy thing? I was part of the Full Gospel Fellowship, and I'm glad we're not streaming tonight, but I was part of the Full Gospel Fellowship. You think it was an easy thing for me to give up what I was accustomed to, uh, the teachings that I was used to, and the, the lifestyle that I was used to. Uh, give that up to accept something that I had no exposure to. It's not an easy thing. Just to tell a Muslim, they say Muslims are very difficult to save, get saved. It's very difficult to change their, their trend of life. But when God takes a hold of an individual, you see, Jesus said, he says, blessed are your eyes. For they see the disciple says, Lord, why are you speaking in parables? And sometimes we may not understand all the lessons that are given to this assembly. This local church, we may not understand everything. Don't just take for granted and let it go by if you don't understand it. Don't go home and, and just go by and say, you know what, it's just another lesson. No, I believe and I'm standing here convicted in my heart that I believe that every lesson, every single lesson, 
every lesson, every single lesson, and I'm repeating it for a reason, every lesson that God has given this assembly that we hear over the pulpit is ordained by God and designed by God for you, your benefit and for my benefit. And we can either hear it or ignore it. If we ignore it, we are part of that category. Jesus said, in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. We are part of that group, that religious organization. But God has to help us to understand we need to shake some of these things. It's not easy. We have to shake some of these things. And sometimes we give in so easily to the traditions that we are used to and our fathers have inherited. Some of these things pass down on to us. And so we want to carry on that tradition. You know, there's, uh, there's times now in our school, our, our educational uh, 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 organizations here in the world that, uh, that children are being taught contrary to what we were used to in years gone by or what the Word of God said. Remember the times when we attended school, we, we had prayers in the school. Now it's gone. All the school prayers are gone. And gradually they are doing this because we are getting so close to the end. Children of God, we are not living a, a, a have a lot of years ahead of us we are living so close to the end when the scripture says in the last days i'll pour my spirit upon all flesh uh, it's it's uh, that was 2000 years ago that was mentioned 2000 years ago what about today when paul when uh, john said he says uh, he says little children he says you have heard in the last days that antichrist shall come he says it is the last times and we are living at the end of the last days and we need to pay attention to what's happening in society. We need to give ear to what's happening in society. The scripture that was quoted, I think, in, the, in, the, in Jeremiah on Wednesday night, that says that the parents have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are seven-edged. Now, part of the deception that we are faced with is to turn you off when something like that is mentioned, if you're a parent. Uh, you're tired of listening to that. Something will tell you, well, here he goes again, talking about parents and children, and you're tired of listening to that. Well, that's part of the deception. Not to let you hear what is said or designed to save you and make your home a sanctuary for God. You see, it's, a, it's parents have eaten sour grapes and children's teeth are set on edge. Today, it's worse than that. I would say that children have eaten sour grapes and parents' teeth are set on edge. Why do I say that? It's because the scripture again in, in, in Jeremiah, I think it is, might have been the seventh chapter of Jeremiah, talks about the child would gather wood. And today kids are coming to, 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 to the schools and they're picking up habits and a lifestyle that is so far from God. I've seen it uh, firsthand where kids are coming home with all sorts of things uh, uh, different and contrary to what the home would promote or what home is supposed to be promoting. There's no God in the school. So when your child spent eight hours in the school, it's not godliness that they're developing. And it, unless you have a strong spirit in the home, 
unless you've got the Holy Ghost in your home, in your life, in your home, unless you've got holiness and righteousness and godliness in your home, unless your home is a sanctuary for God and there's strength in the home, your child would come and he would influence or they would influence parents would bend the rules and bend to accommodate the children and their habits or what they've picked up in the school when your child comes home and your teacher tells your child well you nobody parents are not supposed to tell your child if they're a boy or a girl uh, they're supposed to make that choice when they're of age this is a sick age that we are living in. I'm so glad we're not streaming tonight. It feels good to say something that's in my mind. It's a sick age that we are living in. We are living in the time where there's so much deception. I'm not talking about people outside of the church. I'm talking about in the church. There's so much happening. Children will gather wood. And dad would kindle a flame. And mom, this is in Jeremiah. And mom would bake cakes to the God of uh, the Queen of Heaven worshiping false concepts about God we don't have to have a, a golden image and bow down to that uh, to, to transgress God's law or to have an idol but an idol can become something that's between you and God it could be my education it could be my house it could be my wealth it could be my child it could be my car it could be my intelligence. Anything that comes between a person and God is classified as an idol. And you will not be hearing these lessons for the rest of your life. No, things would happen. We are faced with a situation where sometimes it is possible that we'll be cut off from saying things that we are saying today at liberty. And we would not be able to tell our child certain things because the state or the government will take them away from us. But we need to put God in the lives of our children. May we cultivate the right things in their young hearts. Our children, look at what's happening today at a church. Where's our kids? Where are our kids? Look around. Where are our kids? And our kids would look at our lifestyle and see if there's a duplicity in our lives. In our commitment to God. If there's a double-mindedness, the kids today will pick it up. They are not dumb. They're, they're smart enough to pick it up. I didn't say they're wise. They're smart enough to pick it up quickly. So you have to be so careful the example that you set at home. And may God help us to understand that there is a deception. Religion, Christianity has been deceived in so many ways. And God has to help us to shake some of these habits and these areas we need to shake out of our lives. You see in the Acts of the Apostles, if, I think it might have been the sixth chapter of Acts. Mm -hmm. The scripture talks about when uh, the disciples were multiplied in a great number. Uh, there was a great number of priests were added to the church. Priests were coming in with their own concepts of God. See what happened, it was not... It was not they're coming in knowing Jesus or, and promoting Christ. They're coming in promoting uh, 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 circumcision and the laws of Moses into the church. And that is why in the 15th chapter of Acts, there was a major problem with circumcision. Because they were pushing their habits and their, their theology onto the people, onto the church. And the church, if it was not strong enough, it will fall prey and victim. And that is why we have to be careful who we fellowship with. I'm going to say that again. We have to be so careful of whom we fellowship with. Mm -hmm. 
We have to be careful whom we talk to and what our conversation, the trend of our conversation is. You don't listen to everything that comes over social media. You don't listen because that will destroy the home. When I talk, we remember some time ago when COVID was here, we talked about uh, uh, TikTok. Remember that? We spoke about TikTok. You know, there are non-Christians that would not even look at TikTok. You know, there are some non-Christians who would not even watch certain of these things in social media to protect their family. May God help us to understand the seriousness of what's lying ahead of us and what's in our midst that we have to battle against. You've got a church. I believe this is a good church. I believe there are things that we can learn about God in this church. And there are things that we can learn about society in this church. We have learned things and God has equipped us with certain things that don't go by yourself and try to fight. We've got people here that can help you. We've got individuals here that can pray for you. When you call me on the phone, it's not to talk about somebody else. No, it's to talk about Jesus, the love of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God. We need to talk about that. Paul, I think, right? He, uh, is it Paul? Uh, Jesus said in, in Matthew, might have been the 23rd chapter of Matthew again, when he says, he says, you have come past land and sea to make one proselyte, one convert. And when it's converted, it's, he's made two times a foal of the devil, two full child of the devil than a child of God. When you talk to someone and you try to encourage them, are they being converted the way God wants them to be converted? When their negative things would be coming out of my mouth towards that individual? No. He that goeth up and down, we shall not go up and down the land as a talebearer. But these six things of the Lord hate is the seven is abomination unto him. We will be having services. We'll be having practical lessons. And that is why we are limited with the streaming. But we'll be having practical lessons that we will deal with certain areas that would cause people to be offended. People to be upset. But that's the only way we can handle or deal with a situation. Is to get right into the midst of it and deal with it right away. And that is why we need more of God when we sing. We're going to stop the 15 minutes worship. We are limited. We are going to worship God and help, ask God to help us when we sing. That's the best time if you have needs in your life. Come on forward. Move on up and talk about God. Talk to Him. Amen. Talk to Him. Seek ye the Lord while He may be found. Call upon Him while He is near. Pray for somebody else. Don't be selfish enough to pray for yourself. Amen. Pray for someone else. Take the burden of someone else. Don't just take for granted there's so many needs that exist in our midst today. May God help us to see the importance of prayer and not to be deceived with the devil. I thank God for this wonderful place that I can find myself in. Let's not just be carried away with what the world is doing and, and religion is doing. They're play, playing instruments and, uh, and a band out there that's, that's contrary to the will of God. We want to do everything according to the will and the plan of God. And you'll be surprised to know how things would 
be different around here. Don't watch and see who is not here and who is here and why they should not be here or why they should be here. No, just be thankful that you're here and God has allowed you to be here when it's time to lift your hands up. My God, I want to lift my hands. I want to open my mouth. I am so thankful to God for this beautiful opportunity I have to feel His presence. Deanie, continue to play the songs. Band, continue to sing. Help me to worship God some more. Help me that I can lift my voice in adoration and praises. David said, he says, I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. He says, uh, he says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. How can I magnify God when God is so big? No, but I can magnify him in my life. I can find that God is bigger than anything else that comes in my life. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I'm not doing it alone. He says, I sought the Lord. Times in which the things are so tough. Ever find it in the night? You lose your song in the night. You lose your sleep in the night. There's that burden in your life that you, don't, you can't even sleep. It's a burden for a child. It's a burden for someone else. It's a burden that a sickness is in your body. Something is plaguing you. can't sleep in the night. Get down in prayer. What a friend we have in Jesus. Amen. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything. To God in prayer. Sometimes we suffer unnecessarily when we can take everything to God in prayer. You're blessed to be here tonight. Amen. I'm so glad Amen. to be here tonight. Amen. Amen. Why don't we all stand and sing this song tonight? To praise your name. For being with us in this place, we just want to praise your name and thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, we just And to thank you, Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, for your mercy and your grace, for leading with us in this place. We just want to praise you and thank you, Thank you tonight, Lord. We bless your name tonight. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we honor you tonight. We thank you from the depths of our hearts tonight. We bless your name tonight. And we thank you.